0: New York Renews held a virtual climate state-of-the-state press conference on Monday, January 8th to discuss their climate justice priorities for 2024, the People's Climate Justice Budget, and Climate Jobs and Justice Package. In part two of our coverage, we hear from two youth climate activists from We Stay, Nos Cuadamas from the South Bronx, uh, Melanie Giller, and John Sanchez, followed by some questions and answers with Senator Kruger and Assemblymember Fahy.
1: Hi, my name is Melanie, and I was born and raised in the South Bronx. I have many fond memories of growing up here. The open fire hydrants in the summer, the cocoa mango cherry ices, and the sounds of bachata playing down the block are staples of my childhood. But now that I am older, I realize my innocent childhood was too often corrupted by the consequences of environmental injustice. Picture this, a couple of 11-year-old middle schoolers, including myself, bragging about having an asthma pump. We thought we were so special because we had the privilege of stepping aside during gym class to take a break and breathe. Reflecting on my personal story now as a teenager, I realize there is nothing normal about a majority of my friend group having asthma. Relying on a medical inhaler to breathe is not a privilege, especially when the South Bronx has the highest rate of childhood asthma in New York City, according to a 2021 study by Manhattan College. Today, there are four peaker plants in the South Bronx that are polluting my community. Continuous exposure to harmful pollutants increase our risk of respiratory illnesses. The growing climate crisis worsens air quality and causes more events of extreme heat, which repeats the dangerous cycle of fighting the breathe. Without a choice, I paid the consequences of environmental injustice. Today, as a young adult, I invest my time and voice into fighting for my right to a clean and just environment. It is because of the injustices I inherited that I joined the environmental justice team at Nos Quedamos. It is time that that polluters are held responsible and that my neighborhood receives the help needed to rectify the situation. I urge the leaders of New York State to pass the three bills in the Climate Jobs and Justice Package and fund the People's Climate Justice Budget this year to meet the goals of the Climate Act. Thank you, and I now pass it over to my colleague, John.
2: Thank you, Melanie, so much. So my name is John Sanchez, and I'm a youth leader passionate about environmental justice, climate resilience, and the protection of all communities. Justice and equality must be top priorities when addressing climate change. The impacts of climate change are not just environmental, but profoundly social and economic. Every effort to address climate change with justice in mind is a step towards a more equitable and sustainable future. What I need to see is a world where people collaborate to reduce emissions, where vulnerable communities, where the benefits of sustain- sustainability are shared by all. Among many of the transformative environmental justice projects listed in the People's Climate Justice Budget are Nosquenamos, South Bronx Resiliency Hubs. Funding the budget will allow historically underinvested communities to contribute their local knowledge and power to prepare for and overcome the disproportionate adversities of climate change. For young people like me, climate justice is calling my name because I know I deserve a sustainable, habitable reality and future. Addressing climate change, understanding its harsh impact on marginalized communities, and demanding accountability from those in power is a necessity. Climate justice embodies our power for a resilient world, where every individual, regardless of age or background, has the right to live in a healthy and sustainable environment. It allow allows us to create change. Let's collectively demand a better world from our generation and for those who will come after us. We can work together to create a future that is worthy of the ambitions we have for it. Climate justice is more than just naming our struggle. It is about determining our legacy. Thank you.
0: My name is Mark Dunley, and I'm a climate activist. I'm also a daily uh, news producer um, for uh, Hudson Mohawk Magazine, a radio uh, network in the Capital District. Um, There's been, unfortunately, a lot of disinformation campaign being organized by the fossil fuel industry, which legislators would need to counteract. And there was a lot of discussion about the need to raise funds, both for shovel-ready projects, uh, but also the Climate Superfund. Um, the governor has indicated that she does not want to be raising taxes or revenues on this year's budget. So I'm, I'm just sort of curious, what is the legislative strategy both to counteract the uh, disinformation campaign by the fossil fuel industry uh, and, and, and how do one convince the governor that the climate change is something where we need to put a fair amount of money on the table right now?
1: Other legislators, Senator Kruger, would you like to respond to that question as well?
0: Sure. I mean, it was just a couple of
3: questions. I agree with Anna completely that it is our job as legislators and really we depend on you, the advocates and the scientists in your organizations to refute the false information when it is being put out there. And yes, some in the oil and gas industries are spending an enormous amount of money trying to convince us that there's really no problem and they don't really need to do anything. And so it is our jobs collectively to make sure that we are pushing back with facts and science every time we see this going on. And it has to be part of all of our jobs and our advocacy now as far as money in the budget of course i'm the finance chair so i'm very aware that what people ask for in money versus what the state has to spend are never in line with each other ever in the history of government but it is also true mark since you asked the question you know that we did a four billion dollar environmental act that the people voted for And that money is not spent. Some of it has been, you know, soft allocated. But we can be focusing on what we think the priority uses of that money are because that money is here now. You mentioned my climate um, polluters pay fund that Jeff Dinowitz and I are pushing very hard to get done because that would be $3 billion a year. For 25 years, $75 billion of money. It's not a new tax on New Yorkers. It's an assessment on the worst oil and gas polluters in the world. And we really think that needs to be a priority because it saves us having to pay for it because we're making the polluters pay this money. The New York Heat Act that Pat Fahey and I talked about actually saves ratepayers by not wasting money on trying to keep up and build new gas infrastructure that we know we don't need and if we don't stay focused on that we will continue to waste money that we could be using for renewable energy agendas rather than continuing to support the gas and oil infrastructure that we know we have to get away from. So there's lots of different answers and lots of different pieces of solutions. No one silver bullet, in my opinion. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Senator, so much. And I'll just real quickly from the New York Renews perspective on this one. I mean, it's not it certainly is not lost on us what we are up against when it comes to the oil and gas companies that are doing everything they can to to thwart the amazing progress New York has made so far and will continue to make um, thanks to the work of everybody on this call. And when it comes right down to it, New York News is going to fight like hell. That's what we're here for. And that's what we need. So that's what we're coming with this legislative session. And I see uh, Colin's hand up. Take it away, Colin.
3: My question is about the New York Heat Act and uh, some of the politics around that. So I was wondering if you've heard anything about the governor, including a version of this in her executive budget, whether she ends up doing that or not. You know, what might be different, if anything, about the politics this year? Has the coalition expanded? Um, You know, has there been any push to get unions on board, who
2: I believe were skeptical last year? this is Assemblywoman Fahey. Uh, very briefly, we have met with the governor's office. We are in regular touch with them and have pushed. Our goal will be to try to get as much of this in the budget. I think our coalition has grown. Momentum has grown. And God knows the weather-related disasters, I, I think momentum is is
0: continuing. Governor Hochul, in her state of the state on Tuesday, did announce that she supported much of the New York Heat Act, particularly the hundred. 150- foot rule to require a free gas line extension if you are within 100 feet of an existing line and the obligation to serve. She also included language about energy affordability, though she stopped short of calling for the 6% cap of household income for utilities bills. This has been Mark Dunley with the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.